Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Ciao, and welcome to another episode of the Mental Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrew. I don't even want to do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. I literally am done with your crap. I'm quitting. (laughs) This is the end of it. Oh, it was so fantastic. I was like, he's not going to expect this one. This will be great. Oh, man. Oh, how amazing. But yeah, welcome back to another week of the Mental Mindset Podcast. Uh, Zach, we're, we're killing it with this weekly thing all of a sudden. I don't even know if I'll go there, right? Let's just try to act like we've been here before and we've done this. Right, right, of course, naturally. Yes, yes, of course, of course, of course. course. (laughs) I really, I I don't know if we can do this. I think I've had enough already. Let's just end the episode 45 seconds and we'll call it a great week. (laughs) See you next week, everybody. All right, see you next week. Everyone have a great week. (laughs) And we lose all of our viewers right there. That's perfect. Uh, But Zach, last week we talked about kind of building culture uh, and kind of sustaining it uh, was going to be this week. So when you think about that topic and the idea of like sustaining the culture that you've built or like um, even like regrouping uh, when a team maybe takes a break or has uh, summer vacation or winter vacation or winter, whatever, um, what is it like to like kind of sustain that culture? Like, what is that? What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I think a lot of it, like we talked about it quite a bit uh, last week, just in terms of like building where we talk about, you know, uh, the continuity or whatever you want to call it, right? Like just continuing to kind of set your values over and over again within your group. Um, because if you can go that route, then I think ultimately, regardless of separation, time off, summer, whatever it may be, um, you have less work obviously on the back end of it, right? But um, it kind of piggybacks on the building piece where, you know, you've got you've to keep the right people around. You've got to have the right attitudes around. Uh, in order to to sustain that culture, um, especially, you know, in a scenario like I think a good scenario where we talk about sustaining, right, is kind of our situation this year where all of a sudden, you know, we're going to have 10 or 12 new players and uh, that's tw- 10 or 12 new people who aren't on the program yet, right? Right, right. Is that all you had was right, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it was one of those things where like, yeah, I mean, we have – we have new players coming in and it's going to be a really difficult situation. Um, and I say difficult lightheartedly, not like it's going to be like a super challenge, but I mean, it creates a whole new dynamic. There's new personalities, there's new experiences. There's going to be a whole lot of new faces that we're going to have to help kind of buy into the system and buy into the program. And but I do think that's where like the senior leadership and the upperclassmen that have been in the culture already, that's where they can kind of help and develop the new people coming in and kind of teach them like, Hey, this is what we do here. This is how we do these things. And like that kind of part can be really, really important. Well, and I feel like ultimately that's the idea of sustaining culture, right? Is like having the people who are there who are tensured or around for a long time, business or sports, um, you know, you have that, that returning group, like they're the ones who set the tone. And like you just said, you know, it's a conversation of like, Hey, we don't do that here. Right. Or, or these are the things we do here to be a group into, uh, achieve at a high level and continue to do what we do. And, you know, it's your people that are going to continue your culture or going to keep it really good or really bad. Let me guess your answer. Is Agreement. Be right. And I think, right. 
Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right. Well, all right. I, uh, I guess like I'm exiting the podcast earlier today. Uh, no. Uh, right, right, of course. Uh, but, like, to the point of that, right, it's the idea of developing that culture and then almost reinforcing it once we get to that point that we need to, right? Um, anytime you're talking about, like, team cohesion, you want to really remember the idea of, like, the linear perspective. And for me, that's the best describer or best philosophy when it comes to team cohesion and team building. And really what it is, everyone's usually heard of it. It's the whole forming, storming, norming, performing, and adjourning kind of aspect. Um, and college sports is really the perfect example of it. A lot of times you have the forming period and the forming process where, like, everyone's kind of getting together and you're kind of trying to do things um, and trying to understand each other a little bit better. It's just kind of a team morale kind of thing. We we talked about it basically last week when you're talking about the identifying a culture and building it. That's really the forming stage. Then there's the storming aspect where the team starts kind of going against each other. Like, some people are buying in, some people really aren't. Uh, and then you have the norming phase where kind of it's going through the norming period of, like, all right, this is what we do here. This is how we do these things. Then they start performing. And then right as they start performing, or usually uh, if the process is going appropriately, they perform for quite a while together, um, then they adjourn. And then they have to come back, and we usually start at the forming period. But it's not so um, – it's not like the linear perspective allows you to uh, – it's, it's not like it doesn't allow you to go backwards. You can kind of have those parts where, like, you're performing, and then sometimes you storm again, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like maybe someone new comes in. Maybe there's a transfer. Maybe a new perspective happens. Maybe someone else doesn't buy in anymore or or whatever it is. Like, I mean, those kinds of things happen, and then it's all about the process of building that team back up. One of the greatest movies that does a good example of this is actually Remember the Titans. Remember that movie? It's probably one of the best movies. So you do remember the Titans. (laughs) Boo! Ah, the bad joke. (laughs) You're the worst comedian fan. That is that is gold. People would pay a lot of money to hear that. That was the farthest thing from gold. I'm one of the greatest like comedy fans there is. I actually enjoy oh, every oh. type of humor. Well, one of the greatest yours. comedy fans there is. <laughs> yeah, except for your humor because it's terrible. <laughs> that sounds. That's actually funny. You're right. Maybe you are a comedian in the making. See? Who See? Knew? Who knew? What a joke. Right? Right? <laughs> all right. Well, all right. All right. All right, well, now we're storming. We we were performing, and now we're storming. Well done. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, you've definitely, as a coach, you've definitely heard a linear perspective. Uh, and if you haven't heard of it, you've definitely witnessed it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's all you got? <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to pay it back at some point. <laughs> understood, understood. Oh, man, sorry. Uh, yeah. I have no idea what that means at all. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> What is happening to this man? Anyway, I mean, you've seen it with your team before, right? You've seen the idea of like them forming together and kind of coming together. They had the idea of storming, right, where some players are getting into the into the message and getting into the process and believing in it. Um, and then you had the part where like everyone kind of got on board, or and even if they weren't totally on board, they believed in the system and believed in the process. Then they started performing, and then the season was over, and we kind of adjourned. Yeah, yeah, the season was over faster than it should have been at that point, right? I mean, that's true. And and I guess part of, that's part of it, right? Like we kind of, if we go back to last week and we talked about you know the situation with, or the conversation you and I had where Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither was the culture. Uh, that's kind of that's something you have to take in, into consideration as you're doing this, right? Like, a it's not a short term process in any regard, right? Building it is not a short term process. Sustaining it is not a short term process, and it's one of those things where you have to like 
it takes effort and you have to believe and buy into the fact as a, like as the person who's trying to drive the culture right or or trying to lead the culture like you have to you have to have the full belief that what you're trying to instill is the right thing 100% you still got to have that original buy in and that's why uh, you got to have an understanding of like why you're doing it you know what i mean I, I just feel like when you're building a culture and then you're trying to sustain it it's it goes back to what we talked about from the beginning of this kind of mini section here of like being consistent I just feel like if you're consistent throughout, it doesn't confuse the players. It doesn't allow the players to feel um, un, like they don't know what's coming up. Uh, I mean, I really I think about it in the sense of uh, what happened last week with the uh, PGA Tour and Live Golf, right? The PGA Tour has identified a culture and they've built that culture. And they, they had it so much ingrained in their some of their athletes that like these players believed it and turned down millions and hundreds of millions of dollars to play with them. And before you know it, PJ Tour is like, yeah, never mind. We're just going to merge with them. And now players are, I mean, the reports are that the players found out the exact same time that we as the, as the public did, which uh, I can only imagine for a player run organization like the PGA Tour, that's a little shitty. I literally, like, I was reading a bunch of it because I, uh, same thing like you said, right? Like, I've seen a lot of the players found out the way we found out. I think it was Colin Morikawa said he found out on Twitter. And, like, yeah. that's the first time he read about it. Um, if I were one of those people, like Tiger Woods, you turned down $800 million to go to live, and a year later, you can be back in the PGA. Was right. there really – it was a slap on the wrist for a season at best, right? Right. Um, and they're like Cam Smith's another example, right? Like he kind of bowed out halfway through, maybe yep. a half a season he missed. Dude's got a ton of money in the bank. And, you know, you look at all these guys, I think Rory was another one, it was 400 million or 400 million plus, right? Um, and he was probably one of the strongest against the whole live thing. Yeah. How do you, like, how do you walk back from that at this point? You've, you've taken such a stance and now at the end of it, like, you're, you're a family. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's really hard to think about when you're thinking about that culture building aspect with this situation, because the PGA Tour stands for things that the Live Golf uh, owners do, uh, don't, right? You know what I mean? Like that's like they're almost trying to combine this LLC um, and create this one basically governing body for men's golf, which I think is the right thing to do. But I think that the way the PGA Tour went about this was horrific, and it and it's the exact uh, example of like how to not sustain your culture. Like they went against all of their beliefs and their whys and they kind of kicked all the people out that were kind of helping make the PGA Tour what it is. Um, and now they're going to have egg on their face and the PGA Tour will always be tarnished, I believe, with this idea of their inability to kind of be transparent and consistent. And I think I think transparency is another big word when you talk about the idea of like how do you sustain your culture that you've built. It's about being transparent. When something needs to change, like something like this did, uh, your culture is built, right? But it doesn't mean that that culture has to stay the same, right? Your team culture is going to eventually change. Sometimes when things kind of come into play, you've got to kind of adapt. I mean, think about it in Ted Lasso even. Like when Zava joins, right? The team culture is now we have a superstar and we kind of have to feed this guy the ball because he's one of the greatest players to ever play. We can't just always be the same way that we were. And and like so they kind of adapt their culture a little bit here and there. Like they still have the same, I guess, core values uh, associated with it. But like the game plan and things like that kind of change and people in the locker rooms kind of feelings change. And so I think it's really important to like always be adapting, but also be transparent when you need to adapt. 
Well, I mean, on top of it too, right? It's the honesty piece of it. Like being honest with your players, being honest with the people, you know, that are involved in it, the staff, whoever it is, right? So I think like I was just talking uh, last week, two weeks ago, uh, to a recruit and the situation at, at our program changed. Like I haven't even told you about this yet. It's just something I've been trying to like mull over and figure out a little and, and come to terms with on my own. Um, you know, but a situation arose where all of a sudden, like, I don't know, there's a really good chance I'm probably not getting a player back who I thought was coming back. Um, and it was really interesting to, you know, I, I basically called a recruit who I had kind of on the fence already, who we had really good conversations and, and who I felt was, was probably going to end up coming to school anyways. Right. Uh, but I called her back and I just said, Hey, look, like, I, I want to be honest with you and I want to be transparent and I want you to understand, you know, where I'm coming from with things. Like there's a really good chance that the role that you were going to be in is going to be a lot bigger and a lot greater. And, you know, as, as much as I was telling you before, like you're the person you I want, and I think you fit what we're trying to do really well. That's now become more apparent and more important to us than, than it was a couple of weeks ago. And not that it wasn't important to begin with, um, you know, but, I guess greater opportunity has arisen and, and I'm really hoping that this player will be the person to, to kind of jump in and take that. And and I wanted to make sure I explained that to her, you know, over the phone and, and gave her just, again, maybe a little vulnerability and a little bit of like, Hey, here I am, right. Here's my problem and, and where I'm at. And, and I want you to be part of that solution or be the solution. Yeah, man. And I think that that's the, best thing that makes you what you are as a coach, right? This idea that you can be transparent and that you're, you're honest about it. And like, yeah, the news is sad on, on our team front. Um, hopefully that can kind of change, but it seems like it might be um, a done deal. But at the end of the day, that kind of stuff happens, whether it's at the a high school level, college level, pro level, sometimes you're banking on something and sometimes it just doesn't work out with sometimes nothing to do with you or the culture that you build or the team in general. Sometimes it comes down to, uh, simple logistics of the player situation or the coach's situation or whatever. So um, it's about adaptability. It's about kind of bouncing back and finding ways to kind of make it happen and, and figure it out for themselves. And, and for us, I think that the culture you've sustained and that you've built will just be something that we have to adjust at time from time to time, right? Especially when you have a lot of young players coming in, you, you got to deal with maturity issues and things like that. But we talked about it last week and the idea of like, what you also try to build in the culture is life skills and things like that. So I think it's going to be a really cool opportunity this year. It's going to be a really fun uh, first few workshops that we that we kind of put together. And it'll be really interesting to kind of see how the team does start forming together. And there will definitely be some storming, especially with a lot of new players and new faces. I mean, at the end of it, right, Like I definitely agree with you. There's going to be it, – it's almost like rebuilding a culture all over again. Um, but I'm confident in the core group of players we have and everything we have going on that our group is going to be able to, you know, we're going to have strong enough personalities and strong enough leadership. Um, and not just from those wearing, you know, letters, but the players who have been in the system for a year, uh, I'm confident that they agree and they believe in where we're going and what we're trying to do, uh, in a way where they're going to be able to really reach out to everybody, uh, new players and, 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 you know, just make sure they're kind of, they understand the process and they understand what we're asking and what we're trying to do. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm really excited to kind of see what happens. You know, I mean, I guess, I guess for you, right? Like it's probably something that's going to come up as we get into our season, right? And it'll be conversations we probably have before the season, but 
you know, here I sit and I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what we're looking to do or, or you know, where we want to go with things. Um, what What's some advice you have in terms of, of sustaining that culture and maybe, you know, talk a little bit about like sustaining the, the overall belief, right? But finding those little tweaks here and there, because I definitely believe there's going to be some of that as we go. I think it goes back to answer the first part of that question about like, or second part about like, Uh, how to find the tweaks. I think it's about being open to feedback, Uh, especially as a coach. Like uh, we talked about last week, what you did with your team, like that's an aggressive type of open to feedback. But the idea is also that like being open to like listening to your players and hearing how they're fitting into the culture, right? Like part of that is like you, again, we talked about it last week as well. When, when building it, you have to remember what your culture is about and who's it for. Uh, because otherwise you could be building this best culture, but like your players could not give two shits about it, right? It, it could be something that they don't care about. And at the end of the day, that's not going to be beneficial to anybody. Uh, it's going to only hurt things and make it really difficult to kind of have conversation about it. So it's about really listening to your players and listening to your staff members, or your team members, and understanding maybe what they're feeling and, and hear the things that they have to say about it. Uh, and number two I think when it's just about sustaining culture, it's it's really about understanding yourself as a leader uh, and understanding that the culture image and, and the vision that you had originally can still be attained, but there's always going to be bumps in the road. I mean, if anyone has ever done any construction or remodeling of their own home or, or anything like that, you can have the perfect blueprint and the perfect plan and the perfect idea of what's going to happen. But 99% of the time, you're going to run into something that you couldn't plan for, or there's going to be something that was unforeseen or that goes wrong. And you just don't know always how to handle it. But you got to kind of take a break from maybe your regularly scheduled programming and find a way to adjust and monitor uh, the new situation that's arising and and find a way to how, how does it mesh with our original plan, but also how do we adapt to this and even sometimes make it better than what we could have originally thought it was going to be. It just puts a lot of thoughts into my head, right? Like, I guess it's this, this is another conversation, like as much as, and we talked about it, right? I brought you to the staff with the hope that like some of it would be selfish. It's wild to sit here and record this podcast. And, you know, last week, this week, I I told you last week too, like all of a sudden my head was just going a hundred miles an hour because it was like, you had said a couple of things and now I'm trying to process in terms of, a, just getting back to you answer-wise, but then B, like, I have the team on the brain, right? And I'm trying to figure out, like, hey, how can we continue to grow and, and continue to build? Um, and now, it like, it just makes me excited, right? Like, I'm excited to get back to doing what we do and, and doing what we love because that, to me, like, yeah, as much as, you know, and don't get me wrong, we've talked about it 100 times. I love the podcast, right? I love doing this. Yeah. Um, and we talked about why we do it and everything. And like, I'm hundred percent on board with all of it. Uh, but being with the team, being around the team, the locker room competing, like, man, that's just, there's a whole different level for me and that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, man. I think that there's, there's a difference between talking about it and being about it. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I can also kind of convey here is, is that's honestly 90% of the, like even the job force, like, you can know what to do, but how to apply it is a lot different, you know? Uh, and it becomes really, really, really important to understanding what works and, and how to make it work. Um, but then also how to apply the things that you know should work. 
Um, so it's not about it's not talking about it. It's about being about it. I'm all about that action, boss. All right, so uh, sorry. Now I you wish I had a much better. Now, now you wish I, I just had. I had such a better like wrap up transition in my head, and then you just you did that, and it just there right it right out the window. It didn't help at all. Uh, but where I was <laughs> going to go was, um, you know, as we wrap up this week, like I don't want to beat a dead horse here. Obviously, right? I think we've we've covered this pretty well. Um, Let's go back over, right? So it's kind of a two-piece thing here. We'll start uh, with where we were last week, and then we'll kind of come back to where we are this week. Three major keys in your mind to building culture. I would say the three major parts to, to sustaining and building culture. Um, Time out. Don't do it. I said building culture first. We'll do sustaining after. Get out of here and stay on topic. Uh, so, all right, fine. So we'll go, we'll go building first. So I would say the three keys to building culture are honesty, transparency, and a clear vision, right? Almost like goal setting. Like you want to really be honest with yourself. You want to be transparent with those around you and you want to have a clear vision as to like what the culture is going to be and then also deliver on those things. So I would say that those are the three keys to building a good culture. And then if we step to the next piece of it, right? So now you've built your culture, uh, which we all know is is not a one-year thing and not, you know, just a short-term thing. It takes time, right? But now you go into the sustaining piece of it. What are the three big or most important topics uh, when it comes to sustaining your culture? I would say adaptability. Um, I think the idea of being adaptable to the changes that are going to occur throughout your season or throughout your, your tenure as a coach or as a manager uh, it's always going to be changing. So being able to be adaptable to the culture that you're trying to create would definitely be the first thing. I think consistency would be the would be a second, right? Like just being a consistent messenger, being a consistent energy, being someone who no matter what's going on, uh, your players, your team members, or your staff know what they're going to get with that person when that's going to happen. Um, and like when they come to you to talk about things, uh, they're going to be I guess, uh, clear as to what to expect. And I would say three is like being open to feedback. Um, and this idea of listening to the people that you're building that culture for the people who are actually in the culture, right? The idea of like, who, who is this culture for? They're, they're a part of it, right? They're the ones in the culture, like living and breathing what you, your vision kind of was. So being open to the feedback of like, Hey, this is working. Hey, this isn't really working or Hey, we're struggling to grasp this idea. Can you help us understand it in maybe a different way in more layman's terms? So I think those three would be really valuable to sustaining your culture. I kind of like how you talked about, you know, give almost, there's some autonomy in there too, right? Like giving your group the opportunity to, Hey, can you explain this to me in a different way? Or, you know, However you want to approach that situation, right? Like we do it at the at the program. We always talk, like I tell players all the time, challenge me, right? Ask me why. And I'm not going to take that in a way where you're like, hey, you're being rude or you're questioning me, right? Um, but make me, in a, make me explain it again in a different way or whatever it may be. Because if I can't come back to you with a good explanation, that that's on me, right? And then as a coach, I need to sit back and I need to reevaluate. Am I doing the right things? Whether that's coach leader, whatever it is, right? But I have to reevaluate and say, okay, am I approaching this the right way? Have I decided to to take the right uh, steps in order to do this? Or am I looking at it wrong? And do I need to kind of go back to the drawing board and redo it? So I think, you know, that's to, to me, that's a big piece of it also. I agree, man. And I think that that's what makes you uh, such a successful coach and someone that uh, players want to come play for. 
I think the idea that you're open to those things and that you're trying to do better, not just for yourself, but also for those around you, I think that that energy kind of kind of transpires. When you're wondering where I came up with some of those things, you obviously hit all six of them in my book, right? And like, yeah, I think the idea is that like you are a pretty consistent energy and that you sustain those things and you like you sometimes adaptability is definitely something that you're growing with, right? Uh, adaptability can be super hard, especially when you have a vision. And with you, we've talked about it before in the podcast, like patience can sometimes be difficult. Adaptability is all about being patient and being like, all right, well, this clearly isn't working. So I have to adjust here. Um, so like, I mean, again, but we all have those things that we work on. And it's not like your adaptability is zilch. Like you can't just learn on the fly. I mean, in one game, we lost like four of our players in five minutes. So yeah, we were playing kind of shorthanded and you had to adapt to it pretty quickly. So it's, it's just one of those things where like when, when we talk about culture, it can sometimes be a really interesting idea. And I, I mean, I, I hope people took something away from this little section here, right? And I mean, we'll definitely talk about how to like, maybe in the future, like adjourn from the culture or like, how do you carry through or carry over cultures that you've kind of created and what you've learned from those things. Um, but yeah, I mean, building culture and sustaining culture are not easy. Um, two episodes probably don't even do it justice. And we could probably do an entire podcast on just sustaining and building culture. But um, I think it's something that's like really important. And I know that we have like what, 15, 20 more ideas for future kind of podcast conversations. So um, I'm excited for those and we're going to be adaptable. We've created a culture on this podcast ourselves of like people, I think, come here, expect something 20 to 30 minutes long. They expect some, obviously, maybe some odd humor from both of us. Um, and they expect just some banter back and forth between guys who just are literally talking into microphones while rocking in a rocking chair and sitting in his office slash gym slash house slash dog cake. I know at some point we probably should start like doing the video piece of this and really like putting it out there. Uh, but then I would have to be a little more professional. I couldn't sit in the nursery in a rocking chair, just like chilling with some toys over my head. So that's for another day, but it's uh, cute. <laughs> thank you. To wrap this up, Zach, to be honest with you, I'm really sick and tired of finding quotes for every episode. So uh, how about we throw you on the hot burner here and adapt to this. And do you have a culture to kind of uh, a culture, a quote, to kind of wrap this all up. Actually, I do. Um, it's one I really enjoy. It's company cultures are like country cultures. Never try to change one. Try instead to work with what you've got, right? And whether, whether that's a business, uh, whether that's a sports team, right? Company, interchange it with whatever you want to put in there. Um, but at the end of it, right, it's about grasping the people that you have involved in that group. Um, use them to their strengths. Find what works for them, find what doesn't work, uh, and put people in the position where everybody can succeed. Because at the end of it, that's how everyone's going to be successful. Who knew you had such a deep, empathetic side to you? Wow. Wow. I know. Maybe, you, sh maybe you should be the counselor sports psych guy in this kind of podcast, and I'll, I'll be the businessman coach guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, if I didn't have to go to school for like nine more years to try to do that, maybe I'd like <laughs> consider. That's um, fair. That's fair. But there's about 0% chance. I'm still struggling if I'm going to go get my master's. And that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. We'll have an entire podcast episode where we can discuss that exact subject. But um, I do hope that people really enjoyed this little mini series on building and then sustaining culture. Uh, and thank you for putting up with our little shenanigans here and there. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate all the loyal listeners and those who are joining us for the first time or those who are using part of this. Uh, for just a teaching experience or um, just an educational kind of thing for yourself and your self-growth and maybe you're a leader of an organization or something like that. But again, please reach out to us if you have any questions or comments. 
Uh, and with that, I'll let Zach do his little spiel that he ends every podcast with. Yeah, absolutely. So mental mindset podcast at gmail.com. That's the email. Reach out to us. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear what you want to hear about on the podcast, everything. So feel free to reach out to us there. We also, again, have the Instagram page. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It's been kind of wild. Followers have been popping up here and there. Uh, It's been pretty, pretty fun to see. So uh, I'm excited about that. Go follow us there. Uh, We're going to try to continue to build our, our social media there as well. Um, And just one last thank you Uh, again, last week and this week, uh, the topic of culture was brought to us by someone who listens every single week. Um, So thank you for bringing that to us. It really excites us when we have the opportunity to talk about, you know, something that people who are listening will want to hear about. Uh, So again, continue to reach out to us. Yeah, it was really nice of your mom to give us that suggestion. I'd love to tell you as my mom, but she doesn't even (laughs) listen to us. So it's fine. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we'll catch you all next week. Cheers. See ya. Thanks.